This podcast proudly sponsored by Milwaukee Magic Cards and Games. In the Milwaukee area, come see us in our historic Bayview location. Find us online at milwaukeemcg.com or look for Milwaukee Magic Cards and Games on Facebook. Not in the Milwaukee area, there are still plenty of deals to be had at wearerpg.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-P-G.com. And now, redwizardgames.com, your one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. Are you ready? Is up, everyone. Welcome to episode number 17 of Mana Screwed. I am Tangent. With me, as always, is the Beamy. Hello, everybody. And, of course, Ben. Yeah. Did you just, like, crack open a beer there, Ben? I, I did just crack it open. <laughs> Very nice. Good year. Man. All right, right is, man. That is called good timing. That is great timing, because we are here once again to astound and amaze you and, you know, thrill you in all the right places with our news and information from around the Magic Universe. So kick back, grab a, uh, a Rockstar and Everclear, because I know that I am, and enjoy <laughs> the show. All right, so... Today, we have a bunch on the agenda and some more entertainment coming through as other people are going to be joining us on this show to talk with us and probably flip us a bunch of shit and, you know, the usual stuff. So, we should probably get right down to business here. Um, Beamy, you said you had kind of an idea where you wanted to begin, so... Yeah. I think it's going to be... I think it should be pretty simple, um... I'd like to talk about what happened with you on the Saturday game day. Uh, get our little bit of news in that Mark Rosewater provided to us, the little tease that he always seems to do what better than anyone else on Wizard. And um, the review, since it is Nationals weekend, everybody, uh, the review, there was an article on Channel Fireball about the decks that were that are going to be played, and then our Fade to Black segment combines that as I sent those decks to Ed to preview, and he gave us our thoughts, he gave thoughts on it, and uh, very candid thoughts, so that's how I think we should roll tonight, guys. Sounds awesome to me, man. And of course, you know, Ben was at game day also, so he has his own story, he fared much better than I did. Um, In the past, I haven't really had a bad time at game day at all, it's actually been really successful for me. So I'll go ahead and talk about my worst game day performance ever, which was this weekend. I was going to be running Mono Blue Control, as you know. I went over the deck list on the last episode, or at least roughly the deck list. And uh, so I, I had some cards that I ordered on Tuesday that were supposed to be getting shipped, and I was hoping to see them by Friday, which I didn't. The problem with that was that, you know, with game day starting at 1230, the chances of the mailmen coming in time were not good. So 
Ben and I here ran around getting cards that we needed to fill our decks as best we could, and by the time that I was done, I was missing some very important pieces of my deck. And, you know, like for one thing, I'm, I was running the ley lines, and the ley lines in the, for the function that I was trying to use them for were very important. And it was it was an important piece that having practiced with the deck as much as I had, I really missing them was a pretty big lacking thing. And uh, anyway, other, aside from that, there were some other components that I was still missing, but we filled out the deck list, and I, I literally was grabbing cards out of these just spare cards that I had handy at the shop. I mean, they, they were just random garbage. I was throwing in to just try and get enough extra cards to be able to, to make it work, and... Uh, I, I mean, we're, we're talking about sleeps and things like that, stuff that I would never really play usually in a constructed deck, but I was just randomly throwing stuff in. And then at, like, the last second, my girlfriend came, like, with all the cards that I'd gotten, but I had already filled out the deck list. I didn't even have time to add all the cards that I that I had gotten that I didn't have in there yet. And so I'm trying to just change a few because I really wanted the ley lines in there and I wanted, you know, to at least have my, all my deprives because not having all my counter spells was a real weakness. And, uh, I, in doing so, I, like, mislabeled, I, I, I made the changes incorrectly to the deck list, but I was also supposed to be turning it in, like, the second that she showed up. So I just scribbled some stuff down really quick and then I, I was, the whole first match, I was thinking that my deck list was jacked up. And so after after I lost the first match, one and two, I uh, got pulled aside and my deck list was jacked up. And he was cool enough, though, because it was game day and not like some high-level tournament, to say, you know, you need to make these changes, but really no harm, no foul at this point. And so anyway, I made the, made the changes that I needed to do to get it right. Still having a very um, incorrect list from what I'd originally intended, I went into the next next match and I I won the next match two and zero, and then in the last match, still again I'm feeling pretty inferior about the deck. Some key cards that I need are not in there, and I went one and two and I just dropped it. The whole day was just so stressful and and not I, unprepared. I guess is the the best word for how my game day went. Ben Ben felt a little unprepared, kind of, because he was thinking he just threw this janky thing together, but he did quite a bit better, so I'll go ahead and let him tell you what happened with him. Oh, yeah, so I pretty much, uh, I was looking at my decks. I, I didn't think I was going to be able to go, actually, because I thought there was a wedding on Saturday, and it turned out to be on Sunday. So I just, like, the night before I found out, hey, I can actually go. So I'm like scrambling around trying to like, you know, find a deck to put together. I had Boros still. And, you know, I played that during, I think, Zendikar game day. <laughs> so I didn't really want to, you know, bring that thing back. So I had, had this, uh, black green landfall deck. Um, you know, essentially Lotus Cobra, Obnixilis. Um, I didn't, you know, Rampaging Baloths, Garricks. Um, I did have an overwhelming stampede. I, there's almost no new cards in there at all. Um, you know, four Maelstrom Pulse, uh, Vampire Nighthawks. Just kind of, uh, you know, to, to kind of ramp into, ramp into the big nasty landfall guys and then, uh, 
you know, I got a full complement of uh, fetch lands. Um, so, you know, it you was... running it Grave was, Titans and stuff, too. Right. I, the deck previously was, like, a bunch of proxied cards. Like, most of the deck was proxy cards, like, up until that, you know, morning when we were running around trying to find the cards to put into it. And, uh, you know, I ended up getting most of the fetch lands I needed. Um, you know, I did, did have a couple Grave Titans in there, too, which really helped out a lot. Um, but, yeah, I was, it was... There's real low on removal. Uh, there's... Two, I mean, two Doom Blades, four Maelstrom Pulse, and a, uh, I got one of those, uh, uh, consuming vapors. And that was pretty much it <laughs> for all my removal, so, uh, it was a little stressful because I was just trying to, you know, slap together my sideboard was like, you know, some death marks and duress and like nothing else that you actually, nothing else I sideboarded in because they're just, you know, they're just kind of there in case I needed them, and I didn't really wasn't thought out like, oh hey, what what deck do I need to counter? You know, I just didn't I didn't have those cards you know around to use them. So, uh, but I ended up making uh, fourth out of uh, fourteen players, so that was all right. I mean, it, it, instead of cutting to a top eight, since we only had fourteen, we cut to a top four. So, a couple of rooster packs, and uh, I got a, like a fourth specter. They're giving out those specters left and right. I ended up with a full set of four, four of those full art specters. So, yeah, all in all, it, it actually did it performed better than I thought it would. Yeah, um, and I had no idea what kind of decks are out there. I've just been out of the whole standard game for so long that I just, you know, I didn't know. So first decks I'm facing off against are, you know, the control decks, and and uh, you know, he probably could have beat me, but. I guess he didn't know what I was playing, and I didn't really know what I was playing. I made quite a few play mistakes in my first couple matches, and then as I uh, later in the day, it's like I actually knew pretty much how to play my deck again, and you know, just you know, start actually playing it right. Hey, but we, we Beamy, uh, we're, are you ready for a call here? You want to wait just a minute? Well, I have a couple questions for both of oh, you right absolutely. away, real quick, yeah, before we get before we get trapped now, into this. Someone was trying to, to, get trying to, to call us while I was checking, but. Uh, I'll go ahead and have them wait for just a minute. Yeah, uh, Ben, uh, what was your thoughts on consuming vapors? Uh, I liked it. I actually liked it quite a bit. Um, it uh, well, I only had one, so <laughs> I didn't really see it that much. But uh, you know, the rebound effect. The time I did use it, it was pretty useful. It's it's, it's kind of hard to use, but. Uh, you know, it's it's in the proper instance, you know, if they, obviously if they're playing some kind of deck with just a bunch of little guys they don't give a shit about, you know, they're just going to, you know, sacrifice their birds of paradise and save their, uh, you know, Baneslayer Angel, so. But it it worked out pretty well. It gave me a couple openings just because it's, you know, it's a two-for-one, you know, plus, plus the life, you know, and that's, in this deck there's actually, you know, there's a lot of fetch lands, so I take a lot of damage from that. Um that's pretty much That's it. I, at one point, I did run uh, uh, Sign and Blood in here too, but you know, it was just like between Sign and Blood and Fetch Lands, man, just like you put yourself down to ten life, and that's just not where you want to be. And the Vampire Nighthawks just don't give you that much life. Yeah, a total. Well, I mean, they do if they stick. The problem is if they, they end up dying. Yeah, well. <laughs> That, and that's exactly why I use them too, is because they they do die because people want to kill them fast because they're a huge pain in the ass. I mean, you just you pretty much can't attack you know with just about anything except you know first strike. 
or you're just going to, I mean, I'll gladly trade them for all kinds of stuff. Did it seem so, like anyone was annoyed but, at all at, but, at the, you, you playing this different deck that they just didn't expect at all? No, no, no. Actually, uh, one guy just conceded to me outright because he was, I got pared down. And he knew that he really wasn't going to do anything, but if he beat me, then I'd get, you know, knocked out oh. of the top four. Yeah. So he actually conceded the game to me. And he said, because he liked my deck so much, because he saw me playing against everybody else. You know, because everyone, everyone was playing. There's just those, uh, you know, all those control decks everywhere. Right. So, Beamy, were you asking me, did you say you had something to ask me also? Yeah, I think, uh, you should, uh, be thanking the, the, uh, Better half of your combination there. She uh, coming racing down there with the cards for you. I think that uh, she should get some mad props <laughs> on that for coming down quickly with that, knowing how important they were. Absolutely, man, and and I do, but I also like kind of feel guilty almost because uh, it's oh man, it's just one of those things. Like I was basically trying to say that that you know don't come down like i i saw her text but it was too late because i'd already filled everything out and when i was filling everything out i wasn't looking at my phone and then it was like oh man don't don't come down i sent her that message and as soon as i sent that to her she came walking in i was just like oh i felt horrible for her coming down because i thought at this point with how jacked up my deck is and the fact i can't go through and fix everything about it i just didn't have time I was like, well, you might as well just not bother because it's just, you know, and it almost messed me up actually just because of the fact that I, I, in trying to hurry so much, I got my, my stuff all jacked up, you know, but it's okay. I mean, she, that was amazing that she did that for me. And, and of course, I appreciate it a lot. You have to build her a new magic deck. <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. I should. Yes, we, we, we at, uh, <laughs> We in the podcast approve of anyone that's willing to drive down and deliver cards for you in the last minute notice. So, uh, actually, it's kind of funny. I actually I didn't have the same kind of thing. Little a little off story is I keep joking with my wife, telling her that uh, when she goes she goes to rummage sales with kids, you have to. She does that. I said, if you ever find some magic cards, just don't care what they are, just buy them. And sure, shoot, we I joked about it because I told her on Saturday. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you happen to find some, pick them up at this rummage sale. And she goes, I happened to find some. And she found, she paid 50 cents from these cheerleaders who didn't know what they were. And are they any, are they any use to me? No, because they're older cards. But my group, who uses all the cards, has found at least three or four bombs in there that they'll be able to use against me, which really will suck. But for 50 cents, I can't complain about it. So, mad props to her for going out of her way for helping getting the cards for me. Oh, absolutely, man. But what do you think? Should we take some calls? We got people waiting. I think we do. You know, we we want. can come back to Mark Rosewater, and we can come back to Ed Fade the Black a little bit later. Let's not keep the peeps waiting. Yeah, actually, we do have some people that are waiting. Absolutely. So, uh, I believe it's Al Joseph. Is this someone that you know, Beamy? Yes, this is this is Al from the store. He is uh, the man who does all the card listings and um, basically does all the behind the scenes dirty work for them. Okay, well he is uh, excited. I can tell he's excited. I'm sure he just qu- can't quite wait to get on here with us. So uh, let's let's get this party started. Al, what's going yes. on? Nothing much. My level's coming in okay? You're good. Excellent. 
you have a question. Yes, yes, I do. Um, I was okay, just sitting around. You know, I was just sitting around at the local game, you know, the local game shop that I'm at, and uh, just had a uh, just had a idea for a deck for a leg, you know, for Legacy. I'm not sure if it's gonna fly or not, but I think it's kind of funny. Um, all right, well, I have a partial deck, but uh, you know, I have partial a partial deck list built. But essentially, what I want to do is I want to basically the, my my win condition is going to be Hornet Sting. <laughs> really? And yes, Hornet Sting. <laughs> because I was sitting around looking at this card, I'm saying like, deal one, it's instant one damage. Okay, what the hell is this supposed to do? And then I'm thinking, well, then I'm then I'm thinking, well, maybe if I figure out some way to make it infinitely recursive. And just basically, like you know, maybe not turn one. I don't think I, I can't figure out how to do it turn one. But there's there's got to be a, there's got you know there has to be you know there has to be a way to be able to like you know okay you got you got Hornet Sting you got like you know all sorts of you know copy effects and you, know, you got Fork you got Twin Cast you got Reverberates you got all these other st- you know all, all this other stuff like that and then you know. It's gonna be Horde Sting, whole bunch of re- uh, whole, whole bunch of recur- you know, whole bunch of like reverb recursion effects, and then y- and then being able to like put all that in the bin and then take it all back with Yogmaw's will. Wow! And I, th- I think might- if you killed people that- with a Hornet Sting, you probably wouldn't make it out of the event. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would it, be I, awesome. I, but um, okay, this is what uh, this 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 is what this is what I got. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Obviously, we're going to be running one Hornet Sting, one Yogmaw's Will, four four Infernal Tutors, four Lion four Lion's Eye Diamonds, four Dark Ritz, four Twin Cast, four Forks, four Reverberates. Uh, just in case the Hornet Sting doesn't work out, um, I got a Tendrils of Agony in there for like the back for the back <laughs> for the very very poor backup plan. Okay. Uh, four pond four Ponders, four Lotus Pezzles. Uh, Three Simeon Spirit Guides, an Elvish Spirit, uh, an Elvish Spirit Guide, uh, four Land Grants, and then like this is where it's going to be really tricky. Or I have absolutely like I'm not sure if this is going to work, but um, the land, uh, but for the land base is going to be like two volcanic islands, one taiga, three underground sea, two tropical islands, a regular island, and a forest. That sounds good to me, man. If you can make it work. I mean, the, the Hornets thing idea is one of the most hilariously awesome things I've heard in quite some time. So, I mean, have you have you actually practiced it or anything? No, I just actually this just came this just came this just came under discussion while I was working at the shop today. And it was like you know I was cleaning out I was cleaning out or re, I was reorganizing the common and uncommon box that we have at the store, and I'm like just going through and just not really paying attention. I pull out Hornet Sting. I'm like, huh. Huh, this is, you know, this is, this, 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 this has, um, a possibility for infinite hilarity if we can make this work. It would be amazing. I, I kinda wanna try it just on like workstation or something just to see if I can really, really, really make someone mad. Oh, I think it would be great. I mean, I don't <laughs> think, you know, if, let's put it this way. If I could put this together and I can just beat one person with it, just have it go off, I think I'd be able to just, you know, retire from magic afterwards. You, I mean, you that need would be to... just like, that, that would be my swan song right there. You need to suggest that deck idea to the limited resources podcast people because oh, they, no. they they will love you forever for that. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, 
the, the idea of the Hornets thing actually winning would uh, would make people just oh man, I, I I really think that would be amazingly awesome. So yeah, I'm gonna have to proxy this up and uh, uh, proxy this up and just like you know find some you know find some unsus uh, find some unsuspecting person to uh, just uh, drop this you know, you know drop this you know drop this on and see if it could uh, see if this thing you know see if this thing has wings so to speak. Yeah, Although, I, I think you should for sure, I, and you need to let us know so that we can you know, <laughs> give a report on how that does, or come back on and you can report on it yourself. Oh, I'd love to give it a try. I mean, the only thing is, like, I don't know, maybe you guys can help me out with this, but I mean, I gotta name this thing. I mean, I have, I have a couple of, I have a couple of one, couple of names kicking around, but I, there's, there's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to figure out a, 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 a kind of a catchy name for this idea, but I'm just not finding it yet. I don't know, maybe you guys can help me out or something, I don't know. Uh, a name? Well, we can definitely come up with something. Uh, Jeez, Hornet Sting for the win, huh? Let's see. What would be a good name for that? You remember, he is bringing it back from the graveyard. So is it technically, are they are they undead? Are they like <laughs> bees that come back from the dead? <laughs> ah, zombies. <laughs> zombies, that's awesome. Good call. Ah. Yeah. There it is. Zombies. Zombies for the win, yeah. Or, or oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, th- yeah, that could work. <laughs> or if like not, if not just if not just Hornet Sting like other like I know they're kill you know, go old school like maybe put some killer you know, maybe figure out a way to kill get some killer bees in there some other like just or but that's taking it to a completely different uh, uh, taking it away from its uh, from its original uh, from its original thrust so yeah I'm gonna yeah I'll put this thing I'll, I'll practice I'll proxy this things up and uh, see what I can you know, see what I can uh, do around the uh, you know, see what you know, see what I can do and uh, as soon as it goes off I'll let you guys know how's that. That would be amazing, definitely. Let us know what happens, and if we think of any other names, we'll definitely let you know that, too. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me come on, and uh, I love listening to your podcast. All right, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Al. All right, take care now. Okay, bye-bye. Awesome. I've got to get I've got to get a copy of that list. Yeah, for sure. got to put that man. up on the show notes. For sure. I can, I, can, I can message him and get a copy of that list. Okay, I, sweet. Because... How do you win a game? Hornet Sting. And after the 25-minute dissertation on limited resources of how Hornet Sting is the worst card ever made. <laughs> I know, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that yeah. that would be amazing. So okay, as a matter of fact, there's someone else that, that wants oh. in on this right here that wants to be able to talk to a little bit about Hornet Sting. Hornet yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, he's having some... Uh, some Skype issues. Skype is so goofy sometimes. I am also hoping that uh, we will get at least one more person. Um, Mr. Scotty Mack from uh, the unnamed podcast for Mana Deprived uh, said if he was up, he was going to try to get in also because he had, he had a national question or two. So... Um, oh, he did. Yeah, see, he he did say that he wasn't going to be able to uh, oh, join. Oh, he did us. say okay. I he said that. he was going. He had to crash. He he wanted to join, and he said good, good, uh, good show. So, you want to talk about Mark Rosewater's article? Yeah, let's talk about Mark Rosewater's article. Okay, Mark Rosewater this week in his typical way of 
talking about everything in very cryptic but honestly cryptic ways is the question was asked to him how if after the next set how many cards that say open in hand there will be and he indicated that there will be at least four more uh, up to I believe the number is 15 cards so is it another set of ley lines is it another effect uh, that wasn't told but it now looks like the addition of more cards come into play when in your hand is going to exist in the next set so that'll be very good because speaking of ley lines like you had in yours that you were trying to play um, they're very powerful when you get them out early yeah exactly. very very powerful they they are without a doubt, and there's a lot of speculation actually concerning this that uh, that it's not going to be ley lines. That there's some sort of other other issue, you know, or I mean not other issue, but other uh, like whether probably not creature, but some other you know type of spell or enchantment or something that comes into play. Probably not ley lines is the assumption at this point. I don't necessarily know what that's based off of, other than the fact that they just came out with a set. Well, could it be, you know, it could be anything right now, but it's nice to have those cards that open in hand that cost you absolutely nothing to play, and you pop it out immediately. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it would be amazing. I think there might be, maybe there there will be, like, some sort of, uh, like, I don't know, like a stipulation to it. Cannot play land first turn if this card's in your hand. Kind of thing. You know. Be set back a land or something. It's a thought. But um let's let's go on since our mystery caller is not here yet. We do have another uh another person who wants to call in, as a matter of fact though. Okay. Um are you guys up for another We've got uh, Cortland that is interested in talking to us. He's the one who sent us that black-green deck. Yes, bring him in. All right, let's do it. Hey. Hey, what's up? Uh, not too much. So how's it doing, Cortland? Oh, pretty good, I guess, you know? And, uh, Living day to day. Yeah, I know how it is, man. We're just having some technical difficulties. Oh, okay. Sick. So, did you guys get any other uh, any any other guests or? Uh, yeah, actually, we had someone from our sponsor on uh, just a little just a minute ago, and we also have another guest that is attempting to sign in, but he can't he can't get it, get in right now. So, um, uh-huh. but it's okay because he's. <laughs> Yeah, he's got yeah. some got some sound issues. He's he's in the chat right now. He just is not able to participate at the moment. So how's everything going with you? You got you got did you do game day? Game day? No, I have no idea what that is. Game day is like uh it's like each set that gets released, they have a game day for it where you're supposed to like bring a standard deck with with cards. From you know, you don't even have to use cards from the new set, really. You just have to have a standard deck <coughs> to play. So, um, um, no. See, the the problem is that I live in uh, Atlantic Canada, so it's um, oh wow, okay, yeah. So it's a little, it's not really as uh, you know, magic oriented. Like, there's literally <laughs> one card shop in the entire city that 
even does anything aside from like the university has like a magic gathering kind of like thing that they do but there's only like one official brick and mortar store that does anything with magic so it's pretty limited so we don't really get any cool events like we we didn't even get uh M11 pre-release so ooh kinda, wow yeah yeah it sucked balls yeah, so I was like does. oh I want my son Titan yeah oh wait <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess you have to stick with Magic Online if you want real cards, real card games, huh? Well, I mean, there is like it's pr- it's still pretty competitive. Like you know, Friday of Magic, and every once in a while we do tournaments and stuff. But they cut out, cut down on the tournaments because it um, we weren't getting as many people as they'd like. We were only getting like I think like twenty people maybe for a tournament. Like uh, it's a fifteen dollar tournament, and like if you get like first place, you get like like I don't know like twenty. 20 uh, booster packs and stuff like that. So well, that's actually but, pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was it, like really good. Like, like it, it kind of s- it scaled obviously with the amount of people. Like, if there was only 20 people, like first prize is like five booster packs. Right, right. But, um, but yeah, but there wasn't really enough people. But hopefully, um, last last Friday night Magic I went to, there was like 30 people there. So hopefully, you know, start to pick up again and and uh, we can actually do some tournaments. Yeah, no kidding, not- man. Now, let me just double check this here. Are, are all the rest of my people still here? Beamy? I am here, ben? sir. Ben, you still there? Who? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you guys talking about? Uh, yeah, we, we were not talking about you because we wanted to talk about something interesting. So, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's cool, man. Uh, we went over your deck a little bit. It wasn't, you know, as far as the. Uh, now you had the, oh god, the Ulamog in in your deck, right? Oh this yeah, yeah. I, and I, we, I we ended up realizing in. what you had that in there for, but it wasn't until after the episode. So. Yeah, I listened to it and I was like, "This guy's completely missed why I had it in there." Yeah, yeah I'm sure did. they'll realize like after they're like, "Oh wait, that's why it was in there." Yeah, see, that's <laughs> one of the problems with like the criticisms of when you're doing an actual show is people don't realize. Most of the time when you're doing it, you're doing it at that moment. And everything you have to think about is at that moment. So people are like, oh, you're such an idiot. You said this. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, you know, when it yeah. came to preordained and ponder, I was asked that. And I really, of all the cards in my deck last, last episode, the last thing I really expected to be defending was Preordained, you know, you know so it's one, like a one mana, you know, uh, <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you know, you can't always be prepared for everything that's going to come at you, and that's you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, people just need to chill out. I mean, if they have a huge problem, I mean, they just need to, you know. I thought it was a good debate, personally, but no, it was, it was cool. But I no, I'm just. Saying, I thought it was cool. I don't, yeah. But you saw oh, the stuff yeah. that people said about it, and it's like, it's oh like, yeah, dude, I mean, seriously, like, man. Some people get a little, uh, take a little too much stuff to heart. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just magic. You know, you're supposed to be doing it for fun. And I mean, yeah, I mean, there could be opinions on what's better, what's, you know, a little bit worse. But in the end, it's, you know, what you prefer. And, you know, if you prefer this, I mean, if you feel comfortable, then you should be playing with that instead of what the, you know, the best, uh, opinion is, you know. But, uh, I think we should ask our caller, our current caller in to, uh, we had our first call in was a review of a legacy deck that needs to be built. And his win condition is the greatest card ever made by Magic, and that would be one Hornet Sting. 
okay. Yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty funny, man. He should probably, you know, um, he should probably do some sort of Pyromaster Ascension with a splash of green or something so he can get, like, infinite hornet stings or something. He's kind of got a way to, to go somewhat <laughs> infinite off of it uh, with some, some other spells and pulling it out of the graveyard and just recurring it over and over again. But it was pretty, it was pretty awesome for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if he can actually get it to go off as much as ever, pretty much we all hate Hornets thing, to kill someone <laughs> with it would just make it really all worth it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hornets thing to the dome, right? <laughs> exactly, man. Hornets thing <laughs> to the dome 20 times. Yes. yes. So not only do you lose, you lose by getting it hit 20 times to your head. If you could go infinite with it, though, I would just Hornets thing and kill every creature on the board, and then I would dome. Just, just to yeah. do it, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a lot of people hate it. Uh, I think, including some of you guys. But uh, I mean, it, it, a lot of people complain because it, it breaks the the color color system because green isn't supposed to really have direct damage except for against flying. But uh, it's it's actually pretty. It's a pretty hilarious card though to get in like limited. Like you randomly just have this hornet thing. And you're like, yeah, I take out your one one, <laughs> and you're like, yes. I actually did something with Hornet Sting. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I got domed for hor- with a Hornet Sting on the first play of <laughs> of my second match in the grinder last. Or no, I guess it was my last match in the in the grinder. It was pretty awesome. Getting domed by a Hornet Sting. It's nothing better than that. Well, no, obviously not. It's just it's it's basically the greatest card ever made, right? <laughs> That's the thing, so. Well, I'd like to see it become the greatest card ever made in a crappy deck, and then I would like them to send that deck to Limited Resources Podcast in care of Tang or in care of of Marshall, and uh, you know, put they can put me f- the it, that it's from me. That's fine. You know, it would just be nice to have them open up a a a uh, deck that actually can win with Hornets thing. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's it's a it's a pretty bad card, I guess. But I mean, you know, people use uh, Spark Mage to you know ping uh, the mana producers of of Mythic and stuff. So I mean, it still has its uses, I guess, even in constructed. But it's limited. It's pretty limited to what it can actually kill. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, it's pretty much it's pretty much mana producers. That's about it. Right. Exactly. Now, well, I mean, you know, in in limited, I guess it can kill Stormfront Pegasus, which is really one of the best. Like, oh yeah, you know early drops, but still, if you're playing it, it makes me worry about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Beamy, it's like his second or third favorite card in limited to play, right? Is that correct? Uh, don't you run twenty of them in a deck? <laughs> oh no, wait, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh. oh, you can in limited if you can get twenty of them. Well, of course. <laughs> all you gotta do is look on the floor. There's twenty of them all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what else? So, what else are you uh, mm-hmm. planning to play there, Cortland? Is there are you going to work on that black green deck? Are you look or are you looking at uh, experimenting in the direction? What, what are your thoughts on what are you what are you looking to play? Um. Well, that black green deck was really just a kind of just a random deck. I was just thinking of, and I I messed around with a little bit. Like I don't actually have any of the cards. I was just messing around online with it, but um. In real life, I actually have a Destructive Force deck. I think I sent it to you guys, but I don't know if you guys have seen that email or not. But um, 
it's uh, the red, blue, green destructive force deck. Um, oh, that's popular right. One. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> the one that's actually, you know, pretty viable post-rotation, unlike the white one, because you lose Knight of Valkyrie and, and all that stuff. So um, I decided to pick that one up, and I already had three uh, Jace 2.0s from my Polymorph deck, so I figured I might as well just order another, you know, Jace and uh, a couple Primeval Titans, and uh, which was pretty expensive, but, uh, you know, uh, I like to... Whenever I get into a hobby, I usually like to, uh, you know, go full throttle and just uh, kind of overdo it, I guess. So um, so I ordered a couple Primeval Titans. I already had one from uh, a box uh, of M11 I got, and I traded a Bane Slayer for a Primeval Titan to one of my friends. So I have four Primeval Titans now. I experimented with the Frost Titans, but they didn't really... Uh, it really depends on the meta. If you're going into a meta with a lot of, uh, you know, big big beats, then, you know, you're probably going to want the Frost Titans, but um, where I was playing a lot of, like, tribally decks in my meta, I just went with the, the Primevals because they're just so much better. You know, you get Path Exiled, as soon as it hits the ground, at least you get your, your two lands, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, Primeval is, is very solid regardless. You know, I, I still personally like the Grave Titans. Grave Titan a little bit more, but it all depends on what you uh, on what you want want to do, what you're trying to do. I mean, the Grave Titan, you know, if you're trying to ramp or you're trying to use that, you know, destructive force or whatever, then Prime Evil Titan is your game winner, man. Totally. Well, that's yeah, the one advantage he has right now is that he knows his meta, and that's one of the things that that we should that we should discuss is that that knowing your meta I mean like he could easily run like he said he could run the blue titans but he knows his meta game well enough that he doesn't run them and that's a lot of things that get people screwed over in Friday Night Magic or the M- and the game days is because they don't know they don't know their meta and it looks like Cortland here knows his meta knows how to correct his deck to play the meta it's just it's a different thing when uh when you're online. Now do you play MTGO or do you play Magic Workstation? Um I went with Magic Workstation just because I can really experiment with all the cards and not have to worry about getting tickets and, and, and all the other stuff. So I just do workstation. Um Smart so man. yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? Like I already have, you know, invested enough money in the real life cards, so I don't really want to invest, you know, double that amount for online. As long as you're not one of those people that I play with online who's five, you can't play a card and you've done it in five seconds that you're considered a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or the people that uh, that go, you have to do phases correctly and everything, and it's just like, uh, you have to like, hit like, space in order to go to the next phase, and or they get all like angry with you and stuff. But um, I usually just test out deck ideas and stuff, you know, I'll just like that green deck, I just fire it up and do a few games and see what I can do. Hey, Ben, are you falling asleep over there or what? Yeah, man, I'm wide asleep. <laughs> wide asleep. <laughs> just misses his sandwich. That's his problem. Yeah, I know he does. <laughs> yeah. He's, got, he's really got a closet tonight. So, Cortland, with, with Magic Workstation, do you how many decks have you made so far with it, just in experimenting? Oh, uh, um... Probably over a hundred, I think. Excellent. Um, yeah, Excellent. I 
I, I, um, my friend sometimes complains because he'll come over to my house and he'll be like, yeah, let's play magic. I'm like, no, dude, no. I'm, I'm trying this new deck out. I'm trying this new deck idea. I want to try this out on Magic Workstation. He's like, come on, man, let's play with the real cars. And I'm just like, dude, just let me try this deck out. <laughs> and he just, he gets annoyed because I don't actually, like, I do play, but like, you know, I, I often, the, I theorize more than I actually play, it seems, a lot of the times. Like, I'll be like, yeah, this is a good idea, and then I'll try it out, and it'll suck, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it, it's just, it, it, for me, the experimenting and, and figuring out decks is, is a lot of fun, you know, it's just as much fun as, as playing, really, in, in my opinion, but. Yeah, man, well, I totally agree. I, I really knew, do need to do some more, but, uh. Some more actual like testing on workstation. I just well, tangent. It's hard. Remember what? Remember what we discussed about with uh, Patrick Chapman's interview about people not being innovative and taking chances and stuff like that. Here's an example of someone who's obviously, obviously young, unlike unlike myself, who one step from the grave, uh, (laughs) is experimenting. With all sorts of different deck ideas, he isn't just sitting there saying, "Oh, it's oh, I have to play red deck wins. I have to play, you know, I have to play this." He's experimenting with ideas and trying to come up with his own stuff, which honestly makes him will make him a better player for it. It really, really will. And the person who talked about that, ironically, is Brad Nelson, who right now is probably America's hottest player right now by the fact he makes top eights of everything he he is a magic workstation person and he's constantly experimenting so you know I think that's something that you know that can't be stressed enough and you know props to you Cortland for doing that man I you know Hundred decks. Wow, I, w- I was up to twenty, and I thought I was at a lot, but uh, no. That's yeah. not, how long have you been doing it, man? Um, well, I actually just started into Magic like uh, earlier this year, I guess. So um, I'm one of my friends. Like I, I, uh, I used to play like Yu-Gi-Oh a long time ago when I was like, I don't know, like eleven or twelve. Yeah, well, nobody's and perfect, like, man. I'm what? I said, ah, nobody's perfect, man. I was just kidding. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I used to play like pretty competitively. Like you know, I played to win. That was like kind of my thing. Like, um, do you get kicked so, out of Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments if you're playing to win? No, not okay, not good. at least good. not the tournaments that I was playing in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, it was basically like it was it wasn't really tournaments. But it was like Friday Night Magic, but with Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. But that's where I kind of started, like in my in the trading cards and stuff. Like, um, so that's where I started, and then. I got like a magic starter deck. I think it was in the Mirrodin, Mirrodin block. And I didn't really do much with that. I played it for like a week. And, um, and then I, I uh, came back to it. My, one of my friends uh, was like, yeah, let's play magic. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then like a month later, I bought like three J, three, uh, Jace 2.0s <laughs> wow. and, uh, started playing, uh, playing pretty, pretty, uh, hardcore at it. But, Unfortunately, like I said, because there's not really that many big events, there's no P- PTQs really around, and the nearest one's in Montreal, which is like, you know, a couple day drive, so, unfortunately. Yeah, that sucks, man. The uh, the guys at Mana Screwed, um, they're, they're based out of Canada, and they did the unnamed podcast that's on their website at uh, manascrewed.com. Of course, we refer to them all the time. Uh they they know a lot of connections and 
those guys might be able to help you out as far as you know playtesting group potentially or how to hook you up to maybe find a, play, a event that's maybe even closer to you than you, where you're at. Yeah. So definitely go there and try to hook up with those guys too because they definitely are uh, very helpful and they can maybe provide you direction since since I can't say I've spent too much time in Canada. So <laughs> they might be yeah. able to direct you on that. But the one thing is 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 like I said again, I give you mad props for having over a hundred decks made in Magic Workstation. Like I said, I thought I had a lot with what I was at, but you know, and the thing about it is is you started in Mirrodin, which could have possibly been the absolute worst set to start playing Magic in. Yeah. Well, outside of it, outside it of unhinged. It wasn't too bad. Um the Arc Runner guys were pretty cool. I like those guys because they just look badass. And uh, but then I kind of stopped like a few weeks after. But then um, I got back into it, and it's been it's been real, a, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So, well, like I said, don't don't hesitate to shoot us emails on thoughts on decks and stuff like that. And I have Magic Workstation, and I I'm constantly experimenting with it and trying different things, including a standard artifact deck without. Without Flactory Lich, that I, I came up with that actually worked and really pissed a guy off who was playing Mythic. It's like you can't do this. I'm like, really? Watch. So, <laughs> you know, it's always fun to beat someone who's playing a standard deck, tier one, yeah. tier two deck with this and go, oh no, this is fun. Watch this. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I didn't know you. I didn't know you built your own standard artifact deck. I haven't seen that list yet. I gotta have something to write for the website, man. <laughs> I'm saving all That's this true. stuff for the website, man. I trust me. And this is before Scars mirrored it, so that's you know oh, that yeah, comes I out should. obviously. That deck will entirely change. But speaking of the website, I should probably put out there that we have uh, three entries so far into the website logo contest. So. Or the Mana Screwed logo contest. And I'm not going to win. Uh, <laughs> I'll say that. You could be the best. You just don't know. You just don't get I've a vote what, on yourself. Yeah, I've seen what our competition is. Believe me, I know mine's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, Corland, it was, uh, it was cool for you to join us, though. We appreciate that, definitely. And you're always welcome. Um, you know, we have, we'll be on here every Wednesday. We have, uh, you know, people that will probably, other people that will want to join. We've got our, our good friend here who's got all sorts of issues that isn't able to join and talk to us right now. But, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, we should probably get on to some of this other stuff. I know that, uh, Ultima sixty six had a had a deck that he wanted me to mention on here. And oh. Cortland, you're welcome to stay on here if you if you want. Um but he yeah. he did want to want me to mention this this deck list that he posted. Um I'll go ahead and read off here the cards. Um it is main deck three Baneslayer Angel, two Elspeth Knight Errant. Two Gideon Jura, three Grave Titan, three Jace the Mind Sculptor, four Wall of Omens, uh, three Condemn, two Day of Judgment, four Esper Charm, four Mana Leak, two Negate, three Path to Exile, 
And then you've got uh, four Celestial Colonnade, three Creeping Tar Pit, two Drowned Catacomb, three Glacial Fortress, two Island, four Marsh Flats, three Plains, one Scalding Tarn, and three Swamp, with the sideboard of two Day of Judgment, four Flash Freeze, two Identity Crisis, four Leyline of Sanctity, and three Suffer the Past. And, of course, you know, me reading it off like that really doesn't give you a whole lot of opportunity to be able to, uh, you know... No, man, that was, like, it. super exciting. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Come on now. Uh, no, but but basically, you know, he, he was just saying that uh, he said he tried to add stuff for the current meta. It feels like maybe the colors are awkward, and it has a... Uh, like maybe it has a bad sideboard plan against blue white. He said identity crisis wins if resolved, but there's no good answer to Elspeth. So and I mean I don't know. It seems a lot like blue like blue white control, but at the same time he's you know he's got uh, like Esper charms in here, which is always awesome. Uh, and the fact he's using Grave Titan I think is pretty cool. Do you think this seems like a like a doable deck? Like it's pretty uh, pretty efficient and would work, or what do you guys think about that? Like throwing I think the it'd black be interesting. into the blue white. Well, I think it'd be interesting because it's definitely something that he has answers to a lot of things. And the thing about it is, is he is trying to stop everything, right? And. Uh, the problem is, is, is even discussing it. You can't stop everything. Right. You can stop a lot of things. I like to to stop everything personally. I mean, that's just me. You saw how that worked on. Um, no, uh, he, um, (laughs) I had to take a shot. Sorry about that. It's okay, man. No, don't, don't feel bad. I, I deserve it after this last weekend, so. He, uh, he has a lot of answers for almost almost everything out there, and I understand he's worried about Elspeth, but in theory, how many people are really running it? You know? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree, man. I've never Something seen to really worry running. about when I there's only a handful of people running. running it? Yeah, right, right. Um... I don't know. I mean, it, the deck seems all around solid. It's got tons of answers. It's got good man lands, you know, for once you gain control. And uh, other than that, there, there's a lot of it that's like blue-white. But then he's got some of the best cards of other things, like Grave Titan. And uh, he also, you know, and Esper Charm is just an underappreciated card. I, when did Esper Charm stop being a card that people just love to play? Yeah, I mean, everyone used to love Esper Charm. It's like since since we have a, a strange mana situation, it's not a good card. I mean, you know, that's still a great card. It kills your it kills enchantments, forces discard, and and gives card draw at instant speed. I mean, that's good. Uh, Conley Woods mentioned that he thought Esper Charm could be the silent killer of of the nationals that it could be a card that could cause lots of issues in nationals for people in general 
Well, yeah, especially if they if they accidentally force themselves to discard. Oh. I was to mention, make sure you pick the mode. <laughs> yeah, really, man. For sure. Oh, man. <sighs> I'm a little disappointed that the pinup's not on tonight, too. Not only are we not getting to getting to talk to uh, the man who's got no sound, but Pit Imp not being online. Really thought he was going to be able to join us. Well, you know, that would have been awesome, too. But, you know, I... I so let's, since we're at this point, let's let's go on to let's actually talk about nationals. Let's talk let's, about let's, it about get to our fade, like get to our fade the black segment, and we'll talk about nationals. Um, Currently, if you did not know, there was an article on uh, Channel Fireball this week talking about the standard one, two, three, four, five, seven decks that should be played at nationals. Uh, I sent that to Ed. Uh, to review them and give him his thoughts. His opinions are, of course, very pointed and right to the point. And I'd like to run over those with you guys. We'll go one by one, and then you guys can give your thoughts and opinions on them. Ben, you still uh, around a bitch about this stuff? What? No, man. <laughs> I'm right. out of here. All right, all right, good. <laughs> all right. Ben's our sleeping player in the group today, so yeah. no. Um the first thing he talks about is Jund. Uh, it's a de facto mid-range deck, and it can randomly get there against anything, hit the right two cards with Blightning, and you're cruising. Uh, downside is Jund does not want to make decisions because it usually makes the wrong one, and Jund needs to be ahead and not getting back to neutral. It cannot play from behind. So I kind of agree with that completely. Um, yeah, I mean, it never has been able to. You know, so to play from behind, that is. Yeah. Has no card draw, really, so I mean, you can't really get back into the game that easily. Yeah. Unless you, you know, top deck a Blightning and, and hit your opponent hard with that, but. Or a Bloodbraid or something. Yeah, I mean, a Bloodbraid has to. A Bloodbraid could hit just right, and if anyone's running, uh. What's the, uh. The five casting cost <coughs> instant four damage spell? If anyone's running that and it ends up, uh, you know, cascading into a blood braid and then into something else, well, that gets John right back into it. But, you know, that's completely luck based. So. Yeah, we can't, you can't, and then it'll still be very popular. It'll be popular in, it'll be definitely, I think it'll be popular even in extended. Oh, yeah. Well, because extended is just going to be what standard was last year, you know. Yeah. So it's or two year, yeah, last year, let me think, yeah. So anyway, you know, last year is ex- last year standard is basically extended now with some modifications. So Jund will still be there. Yes. But you know, yeah, eh, it's yeah, beatable. Ahead. Yeah. The next deck he talks about is the standard flag bearer. Of- Magic decks over history of time is red deck wins. Very, very solid. No thought, just go. Um, too bad every deck with planes will be running course firewalkers until at least October of 2011 when it runs out of cycle. And, and the problem is, is once this cycle goes out in September, there are a lot of cards that it loses 
It loses Ball Lightning. It loses Hell's Thunder. And I don't know if you can play Red Deck Wins without those cards in it. Yeah. No health spec either. Right, oh, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if they're gonna I mean you're not gonna use Arc Runners. And if you're using Arc Runners, uh I hope you found some enchantment that's really cheap that gives all your creatures trample because I just don't see that happening. I don't see I think red deck's gonna take a major hit. Um there is one enchantment I did uh, see. It's uh, called like Electropotence or something, and it's uh, red, colorless, colorless. Yeah, yeah. And um, you pay red, colorless, colorless, and uh, it deals when you summon a creature, it deals damage equal to the creature's power to your opponent. So for six mana, you uh, could uh, inflict if you had a uh, Arc Runner, you could inflict. Five damage direct and then swing for five. That's true. That's a good Which call. Which is all right, but I, I wouldn't say that it. I would see that as being you know a big, huge deck out there though. It seems like there might yeah. be some people that try it, but ugh. yeah, I tried. I tried making a deck around it, but I didn't really put enough time into it to really make it shine. So, um, but it's an idea at least. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know. Seems like it's going to be weakened, but then again, we also don't know what you know what there is that Scars is going to have to offer, and that could that could change that all back around too, because red decks always out there somewhere. I mean, yeah, you can actually just, uh, make a red deck right now that's that's you know it's not exactly tier one or anything, but that that is uh, that would basically compete that was just all spells. With very little, if any, creatures, you know they can they can still do some damage, but but it's it's not a it's not a super solid deck. But you know you throw throw in some damage and maybe some land destruction or something, and you can still hold people off for quite a while. The problem is is like with Leyline of of uh, is it Sanctity and the Firewalkers that make things really difficult for Red. Yeah, and those are sideboard cards, and a lot of those decks that run white, you know, those are one-slot sideboard cards that you can have in there. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to do against it. The next deck they talk about is the one that personally I think that most of the pros will be running this weekend, and that's blue-white with fill-in-your-mystery side color. Um, card drawing, more cards, better positioning, he says. Blaine Sailor Langer, Path than Condemn, Mana Leak, Planeswalker is very, very solid. Downsize, and this is the hilarious part, cost about the same as a down payment on a three-bedroom house. <laughs> it's true, man. It is very true. Well, Cortland's on his way to buying a three-bedroom house with the cards he bought recently for Magic. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I spent... Uh, I spent uh, I got uh, three M11 boxes, which was about $300, and I got that when M11 came out, and then shortly before that, I bought the three Mind Sculptors, and then shortly after that, I bought the fourth Mind Sculptor and two Prime Evils, so it's, uh, it's kind of costly, but, you know, uh, <laughs> once you get a, a good paying job, well, a decent paying job, you tend to spend more than you used to. Oh, so that's what I have to do, is get a good paying job, and then I can start buying all the cards I want? I gotta well, remember yeah, that. Yeah, I guess, yeah. 
It hardly is worth a lot of hours. Yeah. The problem is, is he works a lot of hours and does all that stuff, but he keeps spending it on other things. You know? <laughs> Useless <laughs> things. Yeah. Useless things. Come like on. Food. Food, like food. The woman, eat. you know, <laughs> things like that. You know. Oh, that that's useless. Kid- Come on now. Come I'm on. I'm kidding. I'm Low kidding. Blow. I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, I think, I know I've heard rumors on, um, Twitter that Capen potentially is running blue-white something and that, uh, Keebler might be running blue-white something. And honestly, if there's going to be a top eight, I'm guessing that I'm going to say right off the top of my head, I'm going to say half the decks are going to be blue lights. I, I would probably raise that a couple. I would say six out of eight. Unless unless someone gets the, the other decks that can contend with those decks through all the rest of the decks, I would say probably like six out of eight. But but the, the other thing... Look, look, one thing, even though... Did you already... You, you haven't actually got to it yet, but... Fauna Shaman's really solid currently. It's just really solid. So the the Naya Naya Fauna Shaman decks, pretty awesome. Um, and there's other decks that can sneak in and just bite you in the ass if you're not careful. Like I mean, look, uh, Jesse Raphael here played Obnixilis and took fourth in in a in a tournament where he built that deck in like 30 minutes before we even left i mean it's it's just one of those things where like there are other things that can pop up and if played right and done right it can it can win but the problem is again you have to get through the rest of the field before you come across those blue white decks that's a major problem, and that's why I mean, like you said, I'm predicting half. You're predicting three quarters of the field being that in the finale of the top eight, and you know, I think it, it's very easily that yeah, you're going to see that, and then you're going to see the the gimmicky decks and in there. And speaking of speaking of gimmicky decks, um, the next one, mythic uh, gimmick deck, one day of judgment, and they don't come back, and. I played my version of Mythic on Magic Workstation and got my lovely Sovereigns of Alara <laughs> out. And just as I was going to swing to force to put the lovely 10-10 Trample Annihilator 2 on my thing, he killed off my creature, and then his next turn played Day Adjustment, wiped out my board, and came in and white and clean. Well, your first mistake was you weren't supposed to be putting the conscription on your thing. You were supposed yes. to actually put it on one of the creatures that were on the board. So I tried to do that, and he killed it. <laughs> he killed your thing or the creature? He killed my creature. Oh, okay, good. Don't scare me like that. That would be bad. But, uh, yeah. So, well, I, I don't know. Like, to me, just like like you said, it's it, to me that's almost like kind of a one-trick pony. It There are other ways that you can win with, with the Mythics, but it seems so easy to stop. So easy to shut down. I don't think I've ever actually lost a game to it. Because you just, if you see it coming, then you just be prepared for it, and then you shut it down. I, I don't know. It's it's solid in ways, but I I don't find it to be that difficult to beat. And everyone fell asleep. 
don't know. <laughs> well, I've, been, I've been asleep the whole time. Don't worry. Well, yes, but the difference is, is you're asleep after you have your prison shower scene a little bit earlier <laughs> today. So you've you've had your workout and everything. You're, now you're just crashing. Yeah, it's pretty rigorous. Was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Picking that soap up can take you an awful long time, I've heard. But you know, I don't want to get into that. It sounds like you actually do, though. No, no, no. I, you know, I'm just I'm throwing it out there for everyone else in case they want to be invited to your next, you know, prison shower. Sure, everyone, everyone's invited. <laughs> All I gotta do is commit a crime and go to prison. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll meet you guys there. <laughs> we'll race. He will meet you there too when you're least expecting it. Last one there's the front of the train. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, we got uh let's see. Okay, so is that where where are we at on the list here? Right, Mythic. Um the next one is your Fauna Naya or Fauna Shaman deck. Uh Ed believes it can't stand on its own. The benefit of Bloodbeard is nice, but it'll go to way of the dodo in October. And um, it really, the deck doesn't go anywhere unless you have the shaman. You have to like either have it in your opening hand or get it very quickly in order for the deck to take off. To take off the way it's supposed to, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I and mean, it, it can still. The the thing is, is the only part that I would say that he underrates a little bit is the fact that the deck still runs vengevines, and vengevines alone are just badass creatures. I mean, you, you still, once you can start getting a couple of them into the graveyard, it, it becomes really, really hard to beat that deck. But, again, when, you're, when your biggest rival is blue-white, and they can O-ring your Vengevines, it's true, if they, can, if, they, if they can kill your Fauna Shamans before you can do the damage with them, you're not going to have a chance. And, and I definitely agree with that aspect of things. Cortland, have you tried running uh, Fauna Naya Shaman deck in one of your experiments? Um, no, I haven't really experimented too much uh, as of late because I've been working on my uh, Destructive Force deck. But um, it seems like it's pretty solid, but it seems like it can easily die to like a DOJ or something if you lose like a Fauna and some other stuff and you don't have one in your hand or something. Um, but other than that, it seems like pretty solid. You know, it has the toolbox uh, toolbox stuff, which... You know, is especially useful, useful, but only if you know the metagame. Because if you don't know the metagame, then some of those some of those cards are just not really that used as much as you'd probably like them to be. Okay, that's yeah, he's right about that. Um, the next one is the deck that he believes is the de facto best deck, and that's the Titan deck. Um, the uh, Primeval Titan deck. Yeah, Valakut. Well. <sighs> He has, so basically his theory is, so if you resolve any one of the home runs, whether it's getting the Titan out, or getting your Oracle Madaya out, or hitting a Summoner's Trap, which I experimented with Summoner's Trap, and boy, Summoner's Trap is a really nice card, even if you don't have, even if you don't have it cast against you with a counterspell. No, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. still a, I get to look and get the card and boom, put it into play. Uh, it's it's funny. It was he says it's never it means they win the game and never before did a format desire such limited resources in order to win. You know it when you get the primeval titan out, the advantage of that obviously it's trample at six six, but you're thinning your deck 
every time he attacks, you're thinning the deck, getting to the cards you need to quicker, and what a great way to win. Oh, I'm getting more land out of my way? Great, that means I'm going to draw the card I need to hit you next to win. And Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, it is... I think Summoning Trap is finally really finding its place right now because counter spells are finally relevant. Uh, previously, they weren't. And so, you know, Summoning Trap didn't really have much of a place. Now, it's like, you know, depending on the deck you're playing, you're going to hit something big, and you might even be able to play it for free. Especially with all the, the big, giant green... Uh the green fatties we have now and all the, the good green cards we have. Um, if you throw that in a, you know, a, a green deck or even an elf deck, I mean, you know, if someone mana leaks your elvish piper, um, you know, you, uh, get, you know, a few free monsters on the field. It's, it's definitely, it's a very good card, especially now that mana leak is, is used so much, so. Absolutely. I mean, and the thing that's funny about it is, even if you, let's put it this way, let's say you're playing a deck and you just happen to sideboard. There are some people that are sideboarding Palaka Worms, and and the, that's an uncommon green, big, beefy creature. But if you think about it, you use a summoning trap and you drop a Palaka Worm in response to them countering some other stupid spell, you've still got a big old trampling, beefy dude that gains you life and a card when he dies. It's there's Our uncommons look that good. And, and you know, it's still not the best thing. It's still not your ideal hit, but it's just like, Jesus, when you have stuff like that coming out of the summoning trap, it's pretty easy to see how, how it's actually turned into a decent spell. For sure. I have to tell you, I have to tell you a quick little story going off track here a little quick. Um, I have, I have my own version of the, uh, mass polymorph deck, which no one will ever play because they don't consider it legit. And I screwed around with it and I went and I mass polymorphed six things. Because I had six little creatures out there, a couple of little miscellaneous flyers, and I went into a, uh, two renegade doppelgangers and Four plock worms. Gaining me 45 life. That's and having insane, six man. trampled creatures out there one turn. Wow. See? I mean, you're just talking about, again, it's plock worm, but, but it does so many good things. I mean, it gains you life, which you wouldn't want to pay for, but when it's a benefit of a creature coming into play, especially when it's that huge... That's pretty awesome. And then it'll draw you a card when it dies. It's like all around a pretty solid creature. And when you get it for free, it's even better. Absolutely, and that's why... Now, after we get done with the last one here, I do want to ask Cortland about his polymorph deck, but we'll get back to the last one here, which is Next Level Bant, and he thinks it's crap, and people are getting mileage out of their shards, block drawers, why they can. And that's very true. Uh, Next Level Bant... At its heyday, was very powerful and very good, but I don't think that can. I mean, you could probably take that to you know maybe top sixty-four, but I think once you run into blue-white control, 
next level band starts going, starts sputtering on its legs and starts going nowhere. And that's just my opinion behind it. And that's Ed's opinion as far as it's saying getting out of shards block. It's going to be funny because I think you're going to see with this transition change come September how radically different the game is. And it's going to become a very small, very small amount of decks that are going to be played. And luckily for you, Cortland, you bought your Jaces ahead of time uh, because it. I believe it blue-white control, blue-white X could be potentially the Jund of this era. Thanks to Manalik. Thanks to one card, Manalik. Well, I have to be honest that I haven't really seen a whole lot of next-level Bant personally um, mm-hmm. in the current meta. And, you know, I, I guess it all depends on what they're running. I mean, if they're running, like, Dauntless Escort and, uh, you know, Venge Vines and Sun Titans and things like that, I, I would think it's fairly resilient against Blue-White, but I, I don't necessarily know if that's, you know, if they're running those things or if those are just in the Naya builds or what. Uh, do you, Do you know... Cortland, like, have you heard or seen any of the next next level band? Uh, I've seen some of it. Uh, I'm not too um, up to date with the next level band. It was never really a deck that really caught my eye, but um, uh, that's the one with the Seagate Oracle oracles and stuff, right? See, that's the thing. That? Yeah, I don't, I don't know necessarily. I mean, I would think, I would think if you take the Naya version of Naya's, Naya works partially because of the blood braids, but if you took that, let's let's put it this way, okay? Y- you like the blood braid; it's a great card and everything. But if you took the the blood braid out, which is one of the main cards that they play in Naya, and and you inserted Jace the Mind Sculptor in its place, I don't think there'd be too many people complaining too much about that. And then you're running Bant colors, so I don't know what I don't know what the next level Bant build is is playing exactly, but I know that there are some substitutions for cards between Naya and Bant that would still make for a good Bant deck, or at least a decent one. You know, plus once once you switch over to Bant, you can run your own. Uh, uh, well, you can run flash freezes for one thing if you really want to stop other like you know Naya decks or whatever, but you can also run. Um, mana leak yourself, so it it just depends on what you're trying to do, I guess. I mean, I always like Rock's War Monk, and no one plays that anymore. But I still think it's a good card, and it does shut down some of the some of the decks that are out there right now. Destroys red deck wins for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that I can agree with too, because it's it's very interesting to see exactly what you know. I mean, a lot of those cards that we're losing right now. And, you know, you think about the fact that, you know, Shards was a lot of fun. I liked Shards, even though most people did not like it. I thought it was fun because it was me being able to play three colors now. Right. And I so restricted myself all the time to just two. It's two, 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 because I can't have the mana to get into three. And Shards opened up my eyes to say, it doesn't matter. You can play three colors. You just have to learn that it's two colors main splash a third, not three main colors. And that's one of the things the shards block taught me, at least as a player. So 
No, that was my I agree, opinion. Man. Well, I mean, I, you know, I'd been in before, like I'd been in Magic before that, but that was the first time when I got really exposed to, ser- like, I mean, when you're playing Lorwyn and Morning Tide and Even Tide, you could almost play mono color half the time if you really wanted to, and still be playing three different colors. But with with Shards of Alara, you really were exposed to, you know, creating all the way up to five color decks that that rocked really. You know, and especially when you're able to still run reflecting pool and things, you you could just you could go crazy, and it was really like these big outrageous creatures and things like that. There was some cool stuff involved in shards, and people whether they liked it or not, some of the most important cards today are from the shards of Lara block, and they're going to be gone. So, Wooly Thoktar. Yeah, exactly. Like Wooly Thoktar. I'm gonna like, miss him so much. <laughs> well, the one, the one that's gonna kill I just me. I ride a woolly thogtar, like just get on the back and just ride him around. That's not the way you want to ride the woolly thogtar. What? <laughs> well, I already got one of those. You are, you already got a woolly thogtar that you can ride. I do. I do. I'm sure. Yeah, I go. I got woolly thogtar in my pocket. You want to see it? Not really. No. So you were saying, Beamy. Yeah, see, Cortland, this is what you're missing out by not calling into the show. See, this is the fun you're missing. Um, the the card I'm going to miss more than anything, and because of my love of artifacts, which is why Scars is going to be great for me, um, is Master of Ethereum. I finally got a hold of one. I finally like gave up way too much to get one. What? But, uh, yeah. When? I could not... I can't tell you how many packs... See, my wife has this magic touch of running into a, you know, a target or whatever and buying a pack and coming uh-huh. home and it being some ridiculous bomb for me. I never got a Master of Ethereum in all the packs that she bought. When did you just recently acquire one, you said? Uh, last week. Why do you not say anything about this? Like, oh, come on now. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. You need to, if you've got certain cards you require, you should run that by me just so I can at least tell you whether or not I have them. That's I know, fine. I know, I know. It's, it's just, it's, I, I, I have like, like Cortland does. Cortland comes up with a hundred decks. I have, at one time, with actual paper, paper magic, yes, people forget about there's actual thing called paper magic. <laughs> at one time for my group, I had 40 decks made. 40. That's crazy. Yes. Now I'm down to, because I have to have at least 15 for our group. Um, I'm usually running 18 to 20. And one of my favorite decks is my artifact deck, just because it has so much fun junk that you can throw in there and just do really crazy stuff with. And Masters of Ethereum, Ethereum, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, was like one of the cards I was dying to get my hands on. Forever. Kind of like so. like uh, Ben there is dying to get his hands on Wooly Thoktar. <laughs> I already got my hands on Wooly Thoktar. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for giving us that visual. And the good thing You're... about it is Cortland is above the age of legal age, so we're not in trouble with this. Yeah. So, I, thanks, I, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky, man. You're lucky. <laughs> it doesn't stop Ben. I mean, he is a priest, <laughs> you know. Hey, man, this is the internet, right? I mean, <laughs> 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 this are, is are, we're ben... not playing chat roulette. What? What? What are we doing here? Oh God! <laughs> this is where no, Ben comes to pray. 
but not pray like that. He's coming here to pray on, you know. Anyway, woolly thoctars, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unsuspecting mm-hmm. woolly thoctars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you don't want to be a woolly thoctar walking down a dark alley when you see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Sandwich's new nickname? I will Willie get Thakkar. on your back and ride you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All the, way to, so. all the way to prison, right? All the way to prison. Yeah, well. Yes. That's <laughs> where he likes it best. Why would he be going to prison? <laughs> well, to the, to the previous comment. Plus, I think uh, riding a woolly... the rocks warm up right in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, he likes the powdered soap in prison because it takes him longer to pick it up, so, you know. Yeah. All right. So you were saying. Yeah. Um, Cortland, if you had a guess this weekend, and I didn't bring this up in my show notes, and I just thought of it right now off the top of my head. If you had to pick for fun, unless Tangent's willing to throw in something, uh for fun this weekend, if you could pick two players that are going to be at Nationals that you think are going to make the top eight, right off the top of your head, who do you think would make it? Um, well, I mean, you know, the, the the great innovator, of course. You know, he's uh, he's one of my favorite players. Um, and he lives in Milwaukee, by the way, which is where I live. And really? Yes. And if you you may not have heard about it, but uh, these two have, uh, we got hit with a ridiculous rainstorm a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, and our sewage system is crap here. So what happened is, is basically a large section of a major intersection collapsed and took down, it took down an SUV down about, uh, I forgot how far down on the ground it went, took it down into the ground. Well, he lives like three blocks from there. Really, it's really funny because he was talking about, oh man, this major hole that's a pain in the butt to get out of here and blah blah blah. And I said, oh yeah, you live right by the sinkhole off of blah blah blah. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, oh, well, at least he didn't oh. say he was living in the SUV because that would really be shitty. <laughs> Magic players make a lot of money. I don't think they make <laughs> SUV money. Come on now, come on. Now. <laughs> yeah, they lose true. all their they lose all their money making all these side bets. That's the problem. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so you like so you like Chapin and who else you who else would you take? Um, it's kind of a toss up between uh, LSV and uh, and Brad because um, Brad has that epic beard. So I don't know. It's it's a tough call, really. Epic beards are hard to hard to you know go against. So well, yeah, right. I mean, um, I just I'll I'll just say Brad just because you know LSV is pretty. You know, he doesn't need to win anymore. He I doesn't think. care. It doesn't, doesn't seem like he just anymore. doesn't care. <laughs> like, it's not that... It, I think LSV loves to play the game, but I don't think he feels, like, any tension about not winning at all. Like, he just... Uh, he se- It seemed like for a little, very short period of time, he was just winning everything. And then, you know, or at least top-aiding everything. And then it was... It, it's just like, yeah, I proved my point. I'm going to write for Channel Fireball now. And that's pretty much, you know, he he's still always competing and everything, but it's just like, he just doesn't, <laughs> he, I don't know. He's cool. He's cool with what he's doing, so. I don't think his desire to win has gone any down, I, down any less. I think the fact right now is he is at a state with magic that, 
there's a difference. There's a massive separation between people who play on pro level and those who are, you know, your t- sevens and eights levels in Magic, where it's almost like the me- the thought behind the meta game is actually more relevant to them than the actual playing of the game. Yeah. The setup of how the deck goes and how it's constructed and how it works against other things. Playing the game is kind of like a bonus to them. For like most of us, it's we really want to play and we really want to compete and we really want to do well. To them, it's like, hey, I know how to do this. If my cards fall right, I should just roll through this. And I think that's the kind of state that you get when you get to that level of anything, and especially with these guys. Probably you know? true. Probably true. Which is why if someone like Brad Nelson, who is not has not been around the block as much as the rest of them have, is so hungry right now. It not figuratively, but uh, <laughs> he he literally will. You know, I'll play for the win. I'll go on Magic Online and I'll play a hundred games a day. I didn't he's, realize he's got that hunger for it. I didn't realize Brad Nelson had been around the block that much. I mean, I didn't think he let his personal life out there like that. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, but I think that's the difference. Um, so you're going to go with Chapin. Sucks, I lost my guy. And Nelson. Okay, so Tangent, you can't take Chapin or Nelson. Two guys, top eight this week. Um, let's see. Uh, is Jerry T playing? I believe so. Let's uh, go with can... Jerry T. You think? Do you think he's going to come up with something different, or do you think he's going to take one of his decks and just give it a run? No, you I think. I think he'll he'll definitely try and and come up with something different, but I think uh, in the end he's going to play the best cards. Is is the way I feel that it'll be, and I think that maybe he might have some sideboard tech or something, but it'll just be a modified version of you know probably blue white or something. I don't I don't know. I haven't you know seen anything on what he's actually planning on playing, but uh, I don't know. Really, it's it's such a it's such a crapshoot when it comes to the to the pros because you can just you know pretty much throw any name out there and you have a chance, you know. So it's kind of just one of those things where I think I think he's uh, he's really solid and he's cocky and he uh, he could just flat out be kind of a d bag sometimes, which makes him pretty awesome. So let's go with Jerry T. And who else? And uh, you get one more. Let's see. Uh, let's go with. Uh, is Kibler playing? Yep, he's on a plane flight as of earlier tonight. Then yes, that would be the other way. In fact, we'll actually put him number one and Jerry T number two. Okay. Uh, ben. Yeah. Um, you can't vote for yourself. <laughs> well, I was going to say me and Sandwich, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a combination uh, right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we got it this time. Uh, <laughs> might be out in the woods instead, but you know we might get it. That's a, that's as good a, as good a guess as any. Yeah, you you might actually win. I think I will. <laughs> yeah, 
It's cool, man. We're we're gonna have to be wrapping okay. up here, I think. Anyway, I'll give a free basic land to anyone who wins. Really? Yeah. Like, wait, from, then I gotta make it, my pick. Then is it Zendikar? That Z- uh, sure. Okay, Zendikar basic land, nice full oil land. swamp. All right, so so we need the Beamies picks though, because this is this is important. Now, did we already take anything that you were going to pick? Uh, well, yeah, Chapin, but that's uh, that's because he's from. You know, area, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> right, so die. Uh, I will not be taking side out win. I don't think he's eligible, so I will go not against him. Uh, I will go with Conley Woods because he's overdue. And if you've heard him lately talk, uh, it's, it's almost to the point where y- you can tell that the frustration's kicking in. And that's kind of sometimes some people can take negative energy and turn it into something positive and he seems like one of those people that just really when he gets right down to it can just grind the living hell out of stuff and uh win when it, when he is not expected to do well when he's kind of not thought of as the you know oh well I guarantee he he should make top 16 top whatever you know I think he could be Sneaky this week and really, really do well. That's, that's my personal opinion. And I'm gonna go off the, I'm gonna have to go off the flag. I believe he's going, but I'm not 100% sure that he's gonna be there, but I think Mike Flores talked about being there. That would be interesting. Uh, And if he's there, with all the stuff he's been talking about online through his tweets and stuff like that, I think he might have I think he might have something up his sleeve if he's coming to this. Now, I do believe from what he said, he is headed out to Portland. Oh, really? That'll be cool. Along with everybody else on the planet except for (laughs) Portland and myself. The two of us won't be there, but it seems like everybody else on the planet will be. So I, I, if he's in it, I don't know. Just for some reason, it just seems because he was reminiscing about, you know, how he did well in the past. The glory and, days. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of like you want to ride the, you want to ride the horse one more Stop time. Stop it, you're getting Ben excited. You gotta be careful what you say there. Ride the woolly thoctor one more time. What? One more time. So, yeah, that's my thought on it. Um, but yeah, I, I personally think the winner is going to be some sort of blue-white control. What a shock that is. That would be crazy. I think it's going to be dueling McGrims. Dueling McGrims, man, I'm telling you that could. <laughs> I'm going to see the deck list of the far back. Dueling McGrims can, can beat Blue White Control. They really can. So I, I, not that I'm saying that I think that's going to happen. I was just, it's just a point. Like I said, they have to get through the rest of the field. So. Well, I think you're right. I think we should wrap this up. Um, awesome, Portland. I can't, I can't thank you enough for calling in and dealing with us tonight. Uh, yeah, man, yeah, thanks for putting tell. up with us. As you can tell, we just try to have a lot of fun with this, and, you know, we take a lot of opinions as possible and just run with this and just have a blast. And no arguments tonight over Ponder and <laughs> I know, it's kind of boring, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. We need to fight all a little of... bit more. We'll we'll do it next yeah. time there, Ben. That's all good. We did have Willie Thoktar. Willie Thoktar, yeah, he's pretty nice. Yeah, you were See, too busy. that's very like Willie Thoktar. So. Oh, that's how, the title how about of the show this week. 
Wooly Thoktar for the national win. <laughs> Riding Wooly Thoktar to the win. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so we'll I'm go ahead and... I'm going to be laying in bed trying to fall asleep. We're just counting <laughs> Wooly jumping over the fence. Jumping over the fence? Like you happen to help the Wooly Thoktar over the fence, you mean? Is Two Wooly Thoktar. <laughs> Three Wooly Thoktar. He doesn't need sheep. He has Wooly Thoktars. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, okay. Wooly like Thoktar skin coat. Nice. So okay. So as it is, we uh, we will again be recording every Wednesday at uh, at nine o'clock Pacific time. If you are interested in joining, it's Tangent Dyn on Skype, and join us to talk to us and BS with us. You can also email the show at manascrewed at gmail dot com or hit us up in the comments on mtgcast.com. And, uh, you know, once again, I am on MTGO, I am Tangent DYN, and also Tangent DYN on Twitter. And the Beamy here, go ahead I'm and give your uh, contact. I'm on, I'm on Twitter as the Beamy, I'm on MTGO as Beamy, and I am on Magic Workstation as the Beamy. Very nice. All right, and guys. Ben, and I'm on a Willy Thoktar. <laughs> yes! And Cortland is also on Magic Workstation, so, you know. Yes. Very nice. All right. So, hey, we uh, will get back to you again next week. And don't forget to, you know, call into the show if you want to and submit those entries for the logo contest. I'm going to win. <laughs> All right. I'll get another one in. I'll win. All right. As for now, uh, I am Tangent. I'm the Beamy. The Thoktar. And I'm Cortland. And we are out. Later. Later.